Hey everybody, welcome back to The Producers. Um, I don't remember the last time I did this. I'm recording the intro before the episode has been recorded. Anthony is on his way. And I just wanted to go ahead and get it recorded so I can get it uploaded. Because this is being recorded the night before it comes out. Hopefully it comes out in time. I've been really bad about it lately, I know. But at least it gets out on the week. You know what I mean? Like, it's fine. Um, So I don't know what his plugs are. If he has plugs, I'll post them in the description. Um, Typical plugs. I'm going to go ahead and plug some shows. i got a lot of shows coming up. Um, I, Anthony's also on, um, what was I thinking? Um, to share with the coalition, you know, RVA comedy.com at RVA comedy on social media, hashtag RVA comedy for us and other people's RVA comedies. Um, okay. So that's the thing. We're going to be in that show every Friday of March. Um, we will be recreating people's embarrassing stories. It's a lot of fun. Um, okay. And so then... We have our house team debuts on the Tuesday the 20th. Um, if you can come to that, that's great. And then the day after the 21st, we're doing our class showcases. Um, those are fun, but I think those, will be, those are like sold out, I think, because I don't know. I don't know how that works. But uh, come check out some shows. Um, other plugs, Orbital Music Park. Their event is at the end of this month. Sign up now, 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 now. Orbitalmusicpark.com. They're also on Facebook. I have recently shared their event, so go ahead and check that out. Um, producerscast at gmail.com. At Producerscast. I've been really lazy about Twitter, but also, like, I don't give a fuck, so whatever. But the Instagram has been going strong. <laughs> nice little documentation. Um, and I haven't... I don't even know if I have the email... Uh, account on my phone anymore if we're going to be completely honest I didn't get a new phone recently I don't ooh who knows if I have an email let me go ahead and add that account while we're doing this um any other plugs do I have other plugs um oop 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 Floyd hello uh okay so other plugs um there are plenty of awesome shows at the Coalition Theater uh I'm just trying to type this shit in there it is Let's see if I've got any emails. Floyd, back off. It's loading. Sorry, guys. Give me a second. <laughs> February 6th, new login to Twitter from Safari on iPhone. Ladies and gentlemen, let's just take the spam folder. Um, nope, that's spam. That's spam. Oh, they... Oh, this is oh, I got some. I've never I've never really read spam. Dearest one, I am so sorry to intrude into your privacy. I am Mrs. Chiwada. Chiwada what? And I have been suffering from breast cancer disease before now. My doctor told me I have days to live. I decided to let you know I have an amount of 10.5 million US dollars in one of the bank and Burkina. Um, but make sure you save some money. Give it. Mrs. Chiwata M-R-S-C-H-I-W-A-T-T-A at gmail.com Go fucking tell her you'll take only half the money or something. I don't know. I didn't read the second half of the email. Well, that's how disappointing it is to be the host of the show. I'm kidding. I love everybody who's on the show and a part of the show and who listens to the show. That's you. Um, I'm doing the editing on this one at Tom Sending Me the Music, so I will take it away right now.
Jesus, you don't play guitar and you have this fucking pedal set up, man. Okay, so I do play guitar. I'm gonna say, it's not very good at it. This is the weirdest intro ever. But, oh, dude! We close the door behind you? Yep. Gotta get those acoustics. Absolutely. Those acoustic acoustics. Do you mind if I grab another beer too? I, I'm gonna the second s- one? I'm just gonna stop at two, but I don't wanna get up during. Oh, yeah, I'll grab it. Thanks, Tennessee. Can you introduce yourself? Is it on? It's on. No. What's up? I am Anthony. Uh. I also brought the grossest beer I've ever encountered. Called Sprint Light. Sprint Light. Sprint Light. The grossest beer I've had to date is still uh, fuck. What is it? They sell them. They sell them in twenties and or not twenties. Uh, twenty packs. Not twenties. Um, forties. And they come in plastic. God, it's a very famous beer, and I can't think of what it is, but it's so gross. Is it old English? No. I remember I had in high school. And fuck. I could probably Google like grossest beer and. Figure it out, but man, it's horrible. Is this a Reddit symbol? Yeah, I'm a part of a couple, like, what, five years ago? I uh, I was trying to find friends to game with, and I found this subreddit, and we joined a Call of Duty group. It was called a Clan War, so we would play those games and, like, compete. Uh, when we finished, we were 13th in the world. Do you Sharpie these on? No, my, I have a friend okay. who is, is like, Etsy... Fame, not famous. Etsy talented. And en- en- mm. enough to make shit. He actually he made this glass for the show. What's the show called? The producers. The producers. I'm on the show and I don't know what it's called yet. Yeah. He made the he did this. Beautiful. It's like real. Is it local? No, it's in Arizona. My he lives in Arizona. Etsy famous, y'all. Shout out to the glass maker. Michael Shrey. Michael Shrey. Shrey. I'm sorry, Mike. If you're listening, your glass is great. Your last name needs work. <laughs> <laughs> we just call him Brozart. W.A. Brozart. Brozart, all right. Oh, Shout that's out. That's so natural coming out of your mouth. <laughs> it does. I mean, okay, well. Here I am. <laughs> no idea what your podcast is about, so. Oh, uh, so, okay, I feel like I tell the story every time, but like, it, it, just, it needs to. It needs it. So if someone's jumping in on the Ooh, first time I'm right. on it, yeah. well, like, Someone's like, oh, I just found this random podcast on and they listened to 15 minutes. Like, what the fuck is it? Is this people talking? All right, well, okay, so what happened was I, um, when I first moved to Richmond, I've been here for like two years, I was in this, I got dumped into a relationship and it was like, I completely realized. You came to Richmond for the relationship? No, or? I came to Richmond a couple months here and then I found somebody on OkCupid. We went out a couple times, started to date, got like really serious really fast and I just lost all sense of individuality and mm-hmm. broke up. It was like, devastating and but it was like this rebirth of like playing music and then doing improv starting trying to write jokes and doing a podcast dope okay so you've been doing this podcast for two years no I've been doing how long did the relationship go for six months so that's enough time to lose identity yeah well it was I think the big thing was because I had just graduated college um 
That was like a year ago, I think. Yeah, I just, well, right before I started doing classes. Okay. Um, but I just finished college, and like that takes up so much of your time and identity that like for sure, I, I had just gotten out of college, and I didn't realize that I can you know I can do those things that I want to do improv, music, podcast, whatever, because I didn't have time to do it before. So I started the show, and the first two months there was just two episodes. Tom and then Tom interviewing me because I didn't know anybody here. Mm-hmm. And then I started. I did my most of my one on one class, and then a couple of people like Ryan did the show, Dashel did the show. Nice two on one class. Mary Jane French did the show. Patrick did the show. Alan, oh. um, and then a couple three on one, and now I'm just branching out to everyone who because I know everybody. Yeah. So it's like, why not? A lot of improv people. <laughs> yeah, it's been mostly improv. That's I mean, and, and I'll talk about improv all day. Because it's like so yeah, yeah, yeah. to talk about, but it's like I definitely try to get away from it. Because um, I feel like it's more fun to talk about other things. Like in your case, you're a musician, and I don't know if I've had a pure musician. Like Ryan's a, a musician. pure musician. Who? Okay, so Ryan was. We didn't talk, we didn't talk about music that much because we talked about improv because it was episode like six. Or Ryan something. Clutterbuck. Yeah. Okay. The book. The book. The book. <laughs> I don't want to ruin that audio with anything. I want you to have. I know we need some sound effects. <laughs> a soundboard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what is this? Song? What does this say? A radio show. Uh, oh, we're back. I would just overuse it. Uh, oh, the ham horn. Door creak. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, like Dashiell was like the first artist that came on. So, so the original idea was like, let's make a show and let's talk about what you're into. So, like the first episode was talking about Tom and how he was like. He's a video maker and he makes he does mashups. He's like really talented, like a DJ. Um, and the second episode, I talked about like all of my what I wanted to do, which is music and uh, comedy. And then I had a uh, someone you don't know, Quentin, on the show, and we covered all those topics kind of fast, and just got into like relationships, mm-hmm. and then it got into like all these other things. And I was like, let's just what if I just like, talk? We just just let's have fun talking. And then it just has evolved into this thing where it's like we just it used to be two hours long, by the way. Okay. Two hours to fill. It was it was awesome. It really was because you got like, the, the I guess the idea was to be um, open and vulnerable and yeah, yeah. blah blah blah. But yeah, now it's just turned into my new favorite thing to say is it's your hour. What do you want to do with it? Like Shit. we can do anything. And it's just been like, uh, it's just been fun. Like sometimes you just fuck around. Sometimes you just talk about whatever. And I like to just let it go. I don't like to wear the host hat. I will. I will because I, I do want to talk well, about. Then you mean you can take that host hat off. I do. I like to. I prefer. I prefer like like the organic opening. Like, you should start every show wearing a hat that just says host. I was like, all right, guys, I'm taking, all right. taking it off. Sitting, now. I'm sitting like, it's right here. And I thought, like, oh, come on. You make me wear this shit. Every time it gets dull, you're like, I'm putting the fucking hat back on. <laughs> okay, I'll put the hat on real quick. It's like, man, let's, talk, let's talk about music. I'm going to force it. Go for it. All right, hats off. Hats off. So how long have you been playing guitar? Um, it is March 2018, very quickly. I started my freshman year of high school. Um, it was in eighth grade where, which is middle school, Mm -hmm. um, for all our non-American listeners. We have a couple. Yeah, (laughs) really? Yeah. Nice. Um, hopefully they speak English. Uh, I think so. <laughs> well, they like the sound of our voices. <laughs> so in eighth grade, they had like the high school recruiters. When I'm like thinking back to it now, like I remember being in eighth grade, or actually my first day of sixth grade, 
my first day of sixth grade, I went to kind of, I guess, rough school, but I saw two eighth graders, like, beating the shit out of each other, and in my memory, I remember these men as grown adults. <laughs> I remember full beards, like, they had, a, like, a wife and children at home. I remember these guys being huge, and now I think back, I'm like, eighth grade is 14-year-olds. Those two 14-year-olds fighting. And like, slapping each other, and, like, I remember a full, I remember a teacher getting involved, I remember fists, and I was yeah. just like, wow, this is a middle school crazy. So, anyway, I was... Um, saying sixth grade me to an eighth grader looked like child to adult. When I was in eighth grade, a high schooler coming in mm-hmm. to recruit me for classes was like, oh, this is an adult that knows what the fuck they're talking about. And we all met in the library, like blocks at a time, like five people per session. And this person like got me in all my classes and I needed one more. And I just could not find one. And this person was like, why don't you take guitar? I was like, I don't know how to play guitar. They're like, well, it's an intro class. You can learn. And I was just like, okay. And that random okay changed my fucking life. It was crazy. I actually have a very similar story. I, um, 11th grade, I moved to Missouri. And I was picking classes. And I needed a class. I had one extra class. And I needed one. And I went with guitar. And I wasn't going to do it. Because I was like, and this this is so stupid. Because I don't really listen to this person. But I was like. What would I, Jesus do? I, I pictured, like, because, like, I don't know how to play guitar. I was a little more hesitant because I was like, I don't know. I'll never be as good as Slash. <laughs> it was, like, I guess at the time what I thought a guitarist, like, was, like, minimum. Like, you had to be this good. Oh, yeah. Well, to anyone that doesn't know. Doesn't understand that yeah, shit. Yeah. Anyone that can, like, shred or is in a very famous band looks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would still say Slash is a great guitar player. Sure. I, not an influence or inspiration to me. Exactly. But, but like, it's just, like, a weird, like, I went to Slash. You know, oh yeah! It's like, but what the fuck? But yeah. So the, it's funny because we had this like the same like. Um, I need another class. I guess I'll take this thing that is going to be a big part of my life for eight to ten years. Eight um, to obviously, ten. Obviously, <laughs> obviously after more. ten years, fuck guitar. Though. So I'm going eight and ten. I'm gonna fucking toss this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try anything for eight to ten years. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, it's it's weird because. Your life can change at just a decision. Mm-hmm. And improv is another one. That same. Exactly. So the okay for me for guitar is the exact same for improv. Mm-hmm. I had wanted to do stand-up, as I told you earlier, and I just I knew that I couldn't write jokes well, I mean, right now, but I still wanted to get into comedy. And I was on my lunch break at work, and I was driving down Broad Street, and I passed by Comedy Sports, and... That little complex they're in has a revolving advertisement sign, like, eat at Peking's, we got a deal, hey, uh, Havana 59 or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, one of them, like, when I was driving, a sign just popped up and said, take improv classes. And I was just driving and said, okay. After lunch, I went back to work and Googled Richmond Improv, and the coalition was... I just yeah, that's what I let. Well, that's, I what, saw, that's what it came to. I saw the two, and I was like, "Which one's closer to my house?" Coalition Theater is cool. <laughs> I'm going to Coalition. That's so I'd never heard of the Coalition Theater. Yeah, yeah. I've never been there. Obviously, I've never heard of it. So I showed up for class, having no idea even where the place Did was. Did you go to a preview? Nope. I just went straight, signed up. I feel like I should tell my story now because I'm just t- we're just telling our intro stories. No, yeah. I um I went on a Tinder date. The first date was to KGB. Oh, okay. It was a great show. You still talk to the person? Oh, no. She she was terrible to me. She was abusive. On the dates? Like, no, we did it for like two months. And okay. In that, that amount of time, it was just like... I think because I was still weak from the other relationship. 
Oh, so I'm still like rebuilding myself. Vulnerable. And then I met this really, really cute hipster chick, and I'm just like, I want to hang out with you. And she was terrible. Was and it her it, idea to go to the coalition? It was 100% her idea. I've nice. never heard of it. Um, so we went, and it was fun. Like, I saw it, I was like, this is a great thing. And then we left, and then I bought my ticket online, so I got. That day? No, I bought, yeah, we, 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 we went. Oh, that ticket then, I got The ticket for the show. Gotcha. And I got emails for classes. And I was like, I'm going to do this. Because I'm, I'm going to go where the people, because I was like, I want friends. I'm going to go where the people are and meet friends there. And obviously, like, it worked. I, I met Matthew in my one-on-one. Um, I took a free view, and I was like, because it was like, all it was was warm-ups. Realistically, it was just like uh, shaking it out, past the face, uh, mm. shit like that. And I was like, this kind of sucks, but I'll do it. And then I think I did a mixer. And it was actually funny because Matthew's first time on stage and my first time on stage was the same mixer. That's crazy. Right? Um, we both went up. We both kind of did terrible. And so we both wanted to do it forever, for eight to ten years. <laughs> I mean, if you die in eight to ten years, it's forever. Yeah. Whoops. That's okay. wild because um, when I started, um, I was I was in a relationship for two and a half years. Me and this person shared an apartment together, and like in my mind, I was like, "This is the one," mm-hmm. and which is a very nice feeling, even if it's not. But just yeah. to like have romance and have looking for a partner like off your plate clears you out for so much. I mean, it's like a give and take. So it's like being alone, you have your individuality, so you get to do more. But like being in a relationship, aside from like the obvious benefits of like sharing intimacy with someone you have this like big part of your life that you don't have to think about mm-hmm. you know, like there's the opposite sex or same sex whatever anyone's into is like not a option anymore it's like you just focus on meeting friends yeah. and being the best you yeah hopefully hopefully that wasn't the case for me a couple times i'm in a better place but like yeah once 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 you're focused like i'm happy i'm with this person blah 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 boom good to go yeah i i, I, I can totally like feel that and, and it's funny because like when I, I when I got out of the I was, I was seeing a, a woman who was fine um, just at work um, and I was like I'm gonna be okay being single I'm gonna whatever it is I'm just gonna do that and just like, enjoy myself mm-hmm. and it worked I think it was just all about the intention but the point is is you were in a relationship when you started doing improv yeah um well, we're getting to that point, too, where it was like, we need to do some extracurricular activities. I had done, like, Muay Thai kickboxing, which was great, but I got burned out so quick. Mm-hmm. But it had it was nice to have that, like, that activity you could do that was separate from them. Because that's the thing with um, your significant other, especially if you like them a lot, you want to involve them in everything. And you live with them. Oh, dude, yeah. Moved in way quicker than I wanted to, but after we did, I was like, "This is great. I can totally get down with this." But I don't know. You just start to want to do everything together, and so it's nice to have things that you you do separately. Absolutely, but the thing with a, a lot of my um, extracurricular stuff was I didn't have a community yeah. to like build with. I would go and do something fun with other people, but then immediately when I was done, I was like, "See ya, yeah, peace." I'm going back home to tell my girlfriend about it. Um, <laughs> thanks for thanks for the ninety minutes of exactly, being away from her. Exactly that I had to pay for my like <laughs> my friends I paid for, and then I like started improv, and within two classes I was already like man i really like these people yeah um i think there's something to say about it where you just 
within that's why I really urge everyone to take a one on one class, even if they don't want to take improv, because it just it strips you down of like being vulnerable to a point at that point in, in my life at least I had not done that. And I'm a very open mm-hmm. person and very extroverted, but like being placed in that environment was still very off putting. I was yeah. like, I don't know how to just be me without yeah. judgments on myself. What? <laughs> this is weird. Yeah. And try to think about being funny. This oh, is dumb. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll kill you. And so then within like the third week of being um in those classes, uh, my girlfriend had left me for another person, and I was Whoa, like, whoops. "Yeah, that's a story for another time or later." Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, um, fair. <laughs> but I had like gone to classes, and these people, like unbeknownst to them, were helping me so much because yeah, I have like best friends, and I have like really good friends, but they can only give you so much too because they've known you so long. It's nice when you have very fresh friends in case of improv that are very supportive. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I've known these people for three weeks, but I feel like I've known them for a lot longer because the context of what we know each other in. Yeah. Exactly. 100%. So I don't know if I'm biased in how much I love Mm -hmm. improv because it like, absolutely. I mean, I love it for a lot of reasons, but just the connections you make with people are just ridiculous. Yeah. That's been one of my favorite things. Definitely. I think it's, it's it's a Look, when I took my first one-on-one, I, I, I think I'm lumping you in. I did not expect to be where, where I am now in life or anything. Hell no. We're, like, we're now a part of this incredibly, incredibly warm and welcoming community. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I've never been a part of something like this because I bounce around a bunch. And, like, um, yeah, having the support, like, yeah, like... I mean, of course, it's, a, it's very nice to be careful not to let it be therapy, but just therapy. For sure. I was, I was like, that was, was a piece of advice Katie gave. Ooh, not therapy, but therapeutic. And that was that was what it was for me too. Like, um, you know, trying to be comfortable being myself, and like that is a, that is a huge thing in improv. I, I, I guess life in general, but just like, this is me, and I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it being the thing, and if and everyone's are so accepting. Yeah, that's the thing. It's incre- it's, cr- it's it's it's. I I can't talk enough good about the the community and environment that they've created there. I love it. Neither can I. And even just being in it uh, for over a year now, too, I stopped seeing the benefits uh, in a, a social situation. Whereas it, when it first started, I wa- I like noticed. Now it's just I'm kind of in the mix. But when it first started, everyone I talked to was different. I Just the whole concept of yes and, even with strangers, just getting just agreeing with everything someone says in the sense of like you're involved and like you care more and you're like quicker with a response because you're not waiting for your response. You're purely going off of what everyone else is doing. And those first few months of taking classes, man, I was watching all of my relationships change and how I talk to everyone yes. changed. Do you notice that there are some people you just can't talk to? Cause they'll be like, no, it's like this. Why oh, can't yeah. you just say yes? Why can't you say yes? The worst thing now, especially after, because I'm in 301 now, and, like, so I'm with Gantz and Scott, which is Gantz Jr., mm-hmm. like, I'm always setting or cementing anything. Anything. And hoping there's somebody else who's going to, like, do, like someone coughs. <clears throat> and then I'm waiting for someone else to cough. And I'm just oh, like, what am I doing? I'm, I'm a crazy person. I'm, a, I'm literally a crazy person. I was at, I was at a, a get-together, and these one woman started to tie her hair in a ponytail. Another woman right next to me, so it was in a row, 
did the same thing, and um, I had no ponytail. But of course, I was, you, you know, I was doing it. I'm just like, I am a crazy person. Oh my god, that's hilarious. And nobody, nobody, <laughs> nobody else here gets it. But it's just like I am happy that I, I. I'm happy I think that way, but also like. It is fun. I don't know. It's just, There's it, that kid putting up his fake ponytail. I, I am truly a crazy person. 100%. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's also like, the, it's funny though, also the second person that did that. Because mm-hmm. I bet she didn't even know. No idea. It's like such a psychological thing or where someone, even right now, I scratched my head and you I just did, scratched I, your I head. I did it on purpose. Okay. But I, I took, took back your point up, but yes. I was like, yeah. I was exactly. like, oh my god, it's perfect. Uh, yeah, I like, I love watching that kind of stuff play out mm-hmm. in any circle I'm in to the point where I like, kind of get out of being present because you, you I'll just, cross. You just grab your thigh and I'm just, I was doing this. See, so. you didn't even there notice, man. Boom. Like, if I'm in a circle... Uh, with a bunch of people and I cross my arms and I see two other people cross their arms I'm like are you uncomfortable or did you do that unconsciously or what was the context of that did you just remember that you can do that by seeing me do it and you're just like oh I'm gonna do this yeah exactly what was the motive Um, it drives me crazy yeah but yeah you're so right like all my interactions change with people it's it's Improv's fucked fucked that part of my brain up for sure. Absolutely, I, and I hate telling people that I do improv because then they do do some right now. Do some right now. Or or you're saying something like you're totally yes and me right now. Oh, uh, like, if they know anything about it, yeah. The key phrase is whatever. I'm like, can you, can we have a conversation? Like, I'm not. Yeah, I do improv. I'm I'm not improv. Chill. Yeah. The worst. I told my boss because I, I needed to be like be able to leave early for classes. Mm-hmm. Like, like what, seven, it's at seven. I got off at seven, and uh, she's like, "Okay, you can have off, but you have to do a show here at work with with your team, with your little team, with your little team." Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I also everyone's been asking me like when I'm going to be in a show, and I was like, I'm "Not inviting you to a refinery set," but like exactly. with, the, with the when it was Comic Coast Fantasticos, and then what was I thinking? I was like, "I'll invite them to these things," and also like, "How's t- how's Team Beer? We're going to fucking kill it." Mm-hmm. Um, so I invited them. She's like, "I'm going to go to your little play thingy on Tuesday." No, so the, it was, she was originally going to go last Friday, but she fucking bailed. Uh-huh. But like the fact that she said, "I'm going to go to your little play thingy," I was so hurt. Yeah, little play. Your little, your little make believe session. Little make believe, dude. I was, of course. I so I invited like everybody. Nobody fucking came. Nobody goes to improv shows. No, and when they do, they're always like, "Whoa, that was so, so much fun!" Like, yeah, so crazy. You were on the stage, and I was in the audience. Ugh. Have you ever had people call you brave for being on stage? Yeah, and I hate it. I don't know. I I get it, but like when you don't feel that way. It's it's yeah. different because no, I like I'm, not, I'm not like be brave, be brave. It's just like get on the fuck. I get. I remember during our uh, our first one on one show though, like inevitably we were nervous for our showcase, and mm. David said just by being on stage you're already fucking better than all of them. So Whoa, he said that. Yeah. Oh, it was a way to get out of our heads. Of course it was. And that's so, a big. That's a big. I love that. Yeah, exactly. And so he said, when you get on stage and you get your suggestion, look at every person in the eye and be like, I'm fucking better than you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say, I, I have never gotten to take a class with David. I'm so salty. David's great. Yeah, I mean, everyone's great, and I love all my teachers, but, like, I do wish I would have had a chance. I probably, I'll probably try, and, after I do four, one, or five, one, I'll try and take just a class you're doing. See, I want to go back and take some classes again, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was going to TA this Next like session on the same day. Yeah, and I I don't know how long Matt's gonna do that for, so I have to jump on it. Exactly, I'm a little worried. I'm like, oh fuck, I'm gonna miss 
I feel like it'll probably be a good run, though. If, like, people keep... Because I feel like every session, probably more and more people trickle out. I don't know. I, I, so you you had a pretty consistent group throughout your uh, your class takings, right? Well, my class did stick together. I The class I'm in now is different. So I started in 101 with a, with a group, and then we pretty much all went to 201 minus, like... One or two. two yeah, very small people. Um, and then... They were midgets. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Heart requirement for 301. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then me and Mara became, like, fucking buds. Mm-hmm. In, Mara's awesome. Dude, I love her. In, like, the end of 101, probably to 201, and it got to the point where we would hang out, like, after every session, just chill, do whatever, and then we'd hang out, like, after, like, not in any context to classes or shows or so we just became really good friends and then she was going to spain for a month or weeks or something anyway it would have taken a large chunk of time of 301 and so i decided to stay back take 201 again so i could take classes with her because i like i liked my whole my whole group we all like kind of gelled very well together but I didn't hang out with any of them. I didn't talk to any of them. It's like, I love seeing you guys, but I don't want to ditch the actual friend I've made. Yeah. So I'd rather, like, actually yeah. do that. Matthew couldn't take his 201 because uh, of class, and I ditched, I ditched him immediately <laughs> no, with no hesitation. I mean, it, it would have worked. I'm glad I did what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually just ran into one of the guys from one of my classes today at Elwood's in the parking lot. I was like, oh, my God, we got to do something, man. Uh, but still, it's like I didn't want to ditch the one friend I had. Yeah, absolutely. And so I actually was able to convince one of my other friends to – she had taken 201 before and had taken, like, a year off. And I was like, retake 201 with me and then blah, blah, blah. And it worked out perfectly. So then uh, Mara and I – took 301 together, and we jumped into the group I'm in now who have all been together since 101. The quilt. Yeah, basically. We're in the quilt. I feel I feel like weaved in now, but it, <laughs> <laughs> it was... Oh, it scared the cat. What are you doing? <laughs> it was... Uh, at first, it really felt like it was me and her against this, like... Not against, but like... It was an established group. Yeah, established group. How do you, like, m- like get your way in there yeah. and become part? And... I definitely feel that way now, like, in there, just doing that class together, 301. I think 301's a good class to really solidify a connection with people mm-hmm. because, yeah, 101 and all, like, those games, really getting to know people and yourself, whatever, 201 characters. And 301, you really got to, like, be mental together. So it's like you're getting into everyone's heads. You're, like, figuring out how people work, what they do, what they don't do. And so I feel like that was a good class to integrate yeah, yeah. ourselves in for sure. Is that a burp and a blowout? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got busted. <laughs> it wasn't a big one, so I'm like, oh, let's go look. Man, burp with pride. How's 401 been? Fun. I really like the Herald. Uh, yeah. It's it's weird because now that I'm out of 301, I want to do it again, but when I was in it, I did not like it at all. That's where I'm at. I feel, I feel like the group games are super forced. Yeah, and do your show is going to be really forced with, like, you yeah. have to do this, you have to do yeah. this. But <clears throat> it still is fun. But to me, 301 was the first class that actually felt like a class where I was like, ugh. Yeah, right? Ugh. Can't send us homework after every class. Yeah, man. I do that tonight. It took, like, three or four weeks 
to yeah. actually for me to actually have fun. I I think it's, it also sucks because I'm doing it as I'm doing house team practice, mm-hmm. and it's just like house team practice is all about trying to find a comfortable place as a, just a general performer. Yeah, yeah. And three one's so forced. Like we did in like the day we had the Thursday practice. The Wednesday we did uh, group or we did a group games like mm-hmm. as an opening, and then we did it the next time. We, the first time we did organic openings um, with uh, Scott Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Wednesday, I was like, I am so terrible at this. Thursday, we're awesome at this. This is great. And I was just like, oh my gosh, it it feels so much better when it's not forced. And I think that's why I'm just like, Ugh, improv class. It's a good place. To, I mean, I don't can or encourage like self deprecation, but definitely humility helps a lot in those situations if you're like I am the shit I am funny you're not gonna be mine's more like I, I think it was just cause it wasn't forced it just felt like because, like because the whole point of 301 and I think 201 too is just like here are the tools use mm-hmm. these at your leisure and you can tweak them and the whole way you learn how to use tools is they say you use this tool and you have to use it this way application baby forcing you to use it I'm gonna force this so it happens so you know how to use it and it's like I get it and it's just like it's just because if I had just taken the classes and then joined like a team then it would have been like it would have made more sense Mm -hmm. but because I joined a team while I'm taking classes it just it feels weird I think that's fair and anybody who isn't convinced to take improv that is not already taking improv should be after I I said we're not going to talk about improv we're going to talk I about know. music let's switch topics immediately we got like I took I needed a class improv yeah let's pull our pants up and stop jerking each other off <laughs> <laughs> um okay so it's like so you play music uh improv what <laughs> <laughs> yes and I do improv god do you guys know that we do improv <laughs> yeah we totally do improv I feel like that's that, like, newbie, very... We're very fresh and new. Yeah, we're so excited we're just about talk it. about we're it. We're so excited it's about it. like we it. just got laid. You're like, sex, sex, sex <laughs> is a thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys ever heard of sex? You guys have sex before? Oh my gosh. Now you do that for years, like, oh, you don't talk about that shit. I told Gerard, um, I was like, yeah, my parents are going to come watch one of my shows. I'm so excited. He's like, you're so new. You're so fresh. It's It's fresh. You're so fresh, it's fresh. Yeah. That sounds like something Gerard would say. Right? It's amazing. Um, but My yeah. parents have yet to see me do any improv. Same. And I remember uh, Bob's like, here's your 201 showcase on video. And I'm like, you know what? Oh, can't output error. Can't hold the file. Oops, sorry, guys. Sorry, Mom and Dad. I already watched it a lot of times. Oh, I, won't wa- I won't watch it. I don't think I could go on stage if I watched myself on stage. Oh, I don't think I could. I did. It was weird. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I would I would just be like giving myself like hella notes, and I use the term hella on purpose, ironically. That's fair. So even if you don't use it ironically, you're like well, that's something I do. So <laughs> now I sound the dude who says hella. Um, no, but like yeah. So originally it was obviously invited them to the game show, but like <coughs> well after the what was I thinking set we had, I was like oh yeah they can come see the show this will be fine this will be this will be a good intro for them. I don't I don't know why I've put my uh, friends have seen me people I barely know have seen me but I have like a higher standard for my parents seeing me for yeah. some reason I've been playing music for 13 years and they've seen me a handful of times play live really yeah interesting do you play a lot of live shows not so much right now you have though um oh yeah I've, several I mean, bands 
No, I never really gotten into the bands for some reason. I'm in like a couple startups right now, mm-hmm. but pretty much I met like one of my best friends. I say met, but like actually established a best friendship with this person in freshman year of guitar class. I had known him in middle school, but we were never really close. And then first day of guitar class, I'm like, oh, you're the only person I know. I'm going to gravitate towards you. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. we both were basically starting guitar and we like have been playing together ever since. Yeah. So up until a certain point, almost every show, almost every time I played live was with him. Yeah. And then there was this point where he moved with his parents. And I was like, what the hell do I do? Yeah. So I like really established myself as a solo musician. And so now most of the shows I do are completely by myself mm-hmm. and, just like writing jokes and stuff, man, I like I'm terrible or I was for years at writing songs because yeah. the when I wrote the next song, I hated the previous song, so I would Ooh. scrap it. And I would just I've I've written so many songs that I do not even remember anymore cuz I hated it after a while. Oh, really? Yeah, and then so once like years and years ago when I got a <laughs> looper pedal, I was like this is great. I can make things and then delete it. I don't have to like before I had that, for some reason, everything I played, to a point, felt like I should be making it to something. Yeah. But when I started, like, just looping myself and adding effects and doing all this stuff, it felt like it was a very... Music's already a very transient art. Like, the second you stop playing it, it's gone. So, it always felt That's weird. deep as shit. <laughs> so deep. I mean, that's always one of the things I've envied about painters and, like, my brother draws. And, and I have a lot of, like friends that have I have a couple friends that are in an art gallery and I just see their work I have some work in my bedroom and just they painted that and now it's the here I play a song and if I don't record it and I die that's just gone yeah it's so weird it's so weird to like an art that's just not physical that is that it I mean that is true I guess I don't know I'm in the very very early stages because I've, I've been playing for what 10 years but, like, I haven't been, like, playing for, like, every year. It's, like, been putting it off or just, like, mm-hmm. playing the same covers over and over again. Mm-hmm. But, like, I recently was when I was, like, the breakup, starting playing stuff. I finally was able to write a song that oh, had yes. words and chord, like, chords. Right after the breakup? Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's a little cringy. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. But it's, like, oh, okay. I can do this. And then I wrote a couple more that are just, like, whatever. But it's, like... That's something I've, I've been wanting to. I've been wanting to do like writing something. And of course, like you said, I write one song. I'm like, that song's terrible. But like when I wrote that song, I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever created. Absolutely. I don't know what it's about a breakup either, because I told you I. It's not therapy. It's therapeutic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I told you uh, that I had a hard time collecting my songs as well but after my like really big breakup that's when i started writing songs albeit cringy but like actually that stuck around for some reason it's like man for some reason coming from that emotion and coming from that that place some real like authentic shit comes real shit yeah i still i still like the first song i wrote because it's like it is very the first song you ever wrote first song i ever wrote. oh man that's beautiful you still know it well it, it was just last year Oh, <laughs> I never, tr- I never tried. It was always like, um, cause yeah, I didn't have anyone to play with. I took the one guitar class mm-hmm. and then everything I've learned since then has either been like someone showing me, like I jammed with one time or like, 
And again, I moved around a bunch. It's hard to meet people to play with. And yeah, like, yeah. You go jam with somebody, and then, you know, I'm new, so they're like, I don't want to carry you. So, you know, go hang out again. Mm-hmm. Um, but doing and doing uh, Old World Music Park has been so big for me because it's like, like um, I've never played lead guitar, but like I had played lead guitar uh, the last time I went. And yeah, I was all over the place notes wise, but I had a lot of fun. And then the the better musicians I was playing with were like, "Let's do it in the key of A," and I'll show you what the key of A is. Oh, nice! And then we'll play it. We'll only play one chord, one key, one note. Not one note, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was like A A A A A A A A higher A higher A higher A higher A. But yeah, and, and then like, um, so yeah, so um, I never, I guess I never really felt anything too severe to like want to push me to write a song because I was always like, I could try to put chords together or, or I can just play that, the killer song again, mm-hmm. whatever kind of bullshit I wanted to play. And it was just like, I'd rather just play Dude or Cinema Club. It's a fun song. I know I'm not playing it right, but whatever. I have fun playing it. And That's you, all that really matters, You though. blast the music and you turn, I had a little, I still have a little like amp. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the breakup happened. I'm like, I'm going to get serious about this. I'm going to get put myself in a position where I'm either going to succeed or waste a lot of money. So I bought the big amp. I bought the giant pedal board. I bought the guitar. I bought the other guitar. And I was just like, invest in myself. Br- br- make it a reality. Eight to ten years, and this shit's being shit's sold in a garage sale. <laughs> Hopefully I'm the one selling it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, like, so then I wrote the song, and I was like... It, I, it's funny because this was something. Actually, I wrote the song um, somewhere in around the middle of doing the show. So like there was time before, and then I wrote the song, and I like I think the first episode I wrote, the song, I was like, I wrote a song. Let's talk about it. Like immediately, or something like that. It was just like it was like it was on my mind. I'm like, I wrote a song, and it was cringy, and I kept writing, and I pushed through, and then I made it better. And it was just like, what's the name of it? The name of the song? Yeah. Oh, don't make me say it on the you show. Gotta say it. Ugh. It's called Bike Convoy Happiness. Ooh. Cringy, right? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's kind of kind so, cool. The, well, it comes from, like, the, the, the name comes from the thought of, like, riding a bike with somebody and just being really happy to be riding a bike mm, with them. That is a great feeling. That's all it was. And it's actually funny. I say breakup song. I wrote it while I was in the relationship. The, the, the one who was, like, super abusive. Yeah. Um, Stop hitting me, baby. Stop hitting me, baby. Emotional or emotionally abusive. Yeah, it was like um, uh, I, 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 one of the things was like I felt like she didn't like me. It was like um, I think you find me more attractive with a busted lip. Like if I was like more badass or more cool, mm. I was very not secure with myself. Okay, and so it was like um, that that kind of like play on things. Like oh, he's gonna hit the mic. I bet. Oh, they can hear him burn. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that, what was what was your first like song like like this has chorus, verse has a bridge. See, it's funny that you just said that you started your breakup song while in the in the relationship. Because again, I've been playing for a while, but I have not been keeping things for some reason. So I don't remember when my first song was or what like format I've ever done. Mm-hmm. I for some reason am horrible at writing. Verse, chorus, first chorus, bridge, chorus. Sure. I just, I can't do it very easily. Again, it's kind of like I don't, maybe I don't find things I write catchy enough to be repeat, repeated, but yeah. like good enough to go in the timeline of a song. There's no hook. 
Yeah. And so I've been challenging myself with writing catchier things or trying attempting to. And that uh, that first song that I did end up keeping was about the breakup. And the first four lines were written when I was in the relationship. Mm. And it wasn't – it was just – like I have tons of videos on my phone of me playing like 30 seconds of something that I just came up with. It's like, Oh, Oh shit. I don't want to forget this. Here's these chords. Uh, here I'm naming them and here's the lyrics that go over them. And I was going through post breakup, going through my phone and I found like this really catchy little part of a song. But the first words were like from the relationship. I was like me, how can I, Oh man, I don't know. Uh, fuck it. I'm just gonna throw it in there, and then I built the song around that. So it starts off like, what are the first lines? Uh, no hard feelings as long as my heart's beating. I'm yours until I'm no more. And the song is completely the opposite of that. I guess I still felt that way in a sense when the breakup happened, but you still wanted to be with her. At, oh, at the time, absolutely. When you wrote the song, I was pretty pissed, but still, yeah. I don't know if I wanted to be with her as much as, like, I was still very, like, attached to her. Yeah. I, you wanted to be with what she was before. You're like, why can't you? I feel like that was the, the motion driving it based on what you're For saying. sure. Yeah, yeah. And so it still fits perfectly um, into the song. But it's just funny to think that I wrote that first part happy in my boxers while we're chilling on like a Saturday morning or something. And then when <laughs> I actually added it to my song, it was like throwing darts at her picture kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, it's kind of because the, the, the title is because I was writing bikes with her. Yeah, exactly. Like a happy thing. Um, actually, it's funny because, yeah, there are parts because you know how like you have like a notepad on your phone, and you just throw lyrics. Mm-hmm. There are some lyrics where it's like, um, we, one of our first dates was like bowling. Okay, and it was like I just kind of let go and I was like, I'm just gonna have fun being a bowler. And one of the lines is like, um, like something like there's something beautiful about just dancing at the lanes or something like that. Mm-hmm. I know it's cringy, but like because we we were drunk and dancing while bowling, and it was fun. And it's a line in a song where. Um, She's a bitch, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 funny because like yeah, I, I I look at the lyrics and I'm just like this is so cringy. Like I've already said two like two lyrics. And I'm just like this is the worst. Oh, you ju- are you judging me? No, I'm thinking the cringe is subjective. I'm sure in context it makes sense and it, it could be catchy too. It is. It is kind of catchy, um, but like. I don't know. It's real. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Is it all comes from a very, very real raw emotion. Yes. So no matter how cringy it is, it's just like, that's what I felt. That's what I feel. And like, it is all connected. Try the sprint first. Uh, dude, if it's that bad. Do you mind if I don't finish it? No, you definitely don't have to finish it. All right, folks. I'm trying this uh, sprint light smooth lager just for the taste. So, uh, very generic looking can. <laughs> gray with... Uh, some font that has uh, some bevel and gloss on it. Let's try it out. It's so bad. Sprint light. It's not as bad as I thought it would be. I can't. I can't do it. I'm not. Yeah, I probably won't finish it, but. Don't finish it. All right, I'm just going to skip it. It just tastes like. Natty. And, like, PBR had a bastard baby (laughs) that's just even more watery. So, So it's private label. Like great value, 
Yeah, but it's uh, you know the store Lidl. Mm-hmm. It's their private label, Natty. Oh, so what? Like Costco has Kirkland, yeah. Lidl has Sprint Light. Yeah, they also have like uh, their Bud is called like Boss or something. Boss, Boss America. It's better than Sprint. I mean, that's already taken. <laughs> what is this? Yeah, I don't know. I I was given. Uh, I was doing a, my last job. I was doing a big project for them, and uh, they bought an extra one. They're like, "You want forty eight cases of shit?" Oh, I have like twenty something more cans in my fridge. I can't just throw away. <sighs> No, you can. You gotta, I, I, you gotta make people take a sip of exactly. it. Exactly. It's like you dump it down the sink. Dude, you can pour this on your plants if you have any. It's mostly water. <laughs> it's so bad. I, oh, gosh. It's so funny because oh, that, that, that is like from last, end of last summer. These cans. It, what? These cans. That's like, probably why it tastes so bad. Maybe. I don't know. But end that, of last summer, these are over a year old? <laughs> no, under a year old. Like summer as in August. Okay. Whew. About to say. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the, what are the that, expiration. I don't think they have expiration dates on beer, do they? Do they? I don't think so. We're fin to find out. I don't see any. No. Um, does beer expire? I do not know the actual answer, but oh wait, there, no, there's something here. No, that's not best by four what? eighteen two thousand eighteen. So this this still has a month and five See, days to go. Now I don't know if because like this Yingling definitely doesn't have, and I'm, Yingling is not a fantastic beer, but that doesn't have an expiration date. I'm thinking yeah. maybe only shit beer. Shit beer has, has an expiration, expiration date. date. Cause it's so shitty. <laughs> It's like, hey, you should buy this. It didn't expire for six months. <laughs> <laughs> I bought this. I bought this like two weeks ago. Right? Exactly. Uh, like it's it's concerning to me that. Yep, this one does too. Four eighteen. Yeah, that's what I read. Oh, these, shit, these don't. These don't. That's crazy. Like, who buys beer that doesn't expire for six months? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't get it. And it's it's it's. Uh, I, I, except I have so many cans in my fridge. I don't know what to do with. Uh, you don't I'm, have to do anything until next bring, month. I'm gonna bring it to my next part. The next party I'm invited to, and just like secretly bring it in and leave it somewhere, and just like who bought these things? These are gross. So you should print print out new labels <laughs> of like some of, like so you, you don't like that font. No, I'm not saying new sprint labels, but put anything else over it, and then just bring it to a party and look like a stud, and bring in twenty. <laughs> or just put a question marks over it, like <laughs> mystery beer, mystery beer. Good luck. They oh, were gosh. eight dollars a can. Mm-hmm. This tastes really good. Oh, mystery can! Oh my goodness! Oh god, it expired. What <laughs> a month ago? Here's the mystery. <laughs> What's gonna happen to your insides? Oh, yeah, dude, I'm glad you tried it because I want more people to know about this. Yeah, six everyone. people. I think Sprint Light Smooth Lager. Sprint Light. What a name, too. Dude, yeah, it's horrible. Their their entire private label is all just like stolen from other private label. <laughs> like we compare, we were doing, we were categorizing the the items and we like compared them. I was like, it looked it like it was like Oreos, but it was like Morios. Oh, I thought you meant they just stole other names. Like here's Bagel Bites Light. It's like no, what? it was like they they would like change it by yeah, like one, one. Thing, but then the package looked exactly the same. Like same blue <laughs> for Oreos and like the same like Morias, oh my god, something like that. And then like like oh my gosh, like it was all it was it was creepy how like Lidl was just like fuck you, I'm gonna fucking do this, and it works because Lidl's like all popular now or some shit. I don't know. I don't have one. Never been in it, but there's one here and there's one in Hampton. I had to go to the Hampton one anyway. Um, so so you write? Do you, do you write regularly now? 
Yeah. So I remember, I mean, I see you do things on, like, Instagram, and, like, I remember we were hanging out, um, we went to, we went to Babes, um, and you guys were, like, talking about a song you had just written, and I was like, I hope to be cool enough to write songs <laughs> You do not day. have to be cool to write songs, that's a fact. <laughs> Probably not, but, like... I just feel like I'm comfortable with doing it, I think is what it just is. Just more exposure. Um, I When I first started, I was in uh, the church. So I went to church for, like, my formative years. And lots of thoughts about that. But it definitely helped me musically, where I did not really know how to play guitar, and I kind of got like thrusted into being in the church band They're like we need some youthful energy in the church band so i played guitar for many years uh alongside of better guitar players than me so i learned so much more than them but more importantly i learned to fuck up in front of hundreds of people every week Whoa. so yeah it, i mean they were like easy four chord songs but when you're first starting out rhythm is a bitch and trying to like look at the paper and play at the same time was so difficult. Yeah. So it's like 18 year old me, man. Like I've regularly got embarrassed of like messing up chords, my plug coming undone, you name it. Oh my gosh. It got to the point where I'm like callous now. I'm sure if I played for like a large arena or something, I would be in the same position. Yeah. I'd be so nervous. But right now, man, you open mic nights. Oh, I could be uh, yeah, a couple hundred people I could play in front of easily because mm-hmm. I just I'm kind of callous to yeah. fucking up, and so that's a, a position I like to put myself in. Is I like to feel uncomfortable on stage because for some reason I like that burn, that like that uncomfortable, anxious feeling. I hate anxiety, but like the kind of anxious energy I get on stage, I really like because it feels like a fire that kind of like propels me to do better. Ooh, that's interesting. Let, let me throw this twist at you. Uh-oh. One of the reasons I haven't done stand-up, but I love improv, is because, and I feel like we, you, you feel the same way, but we differed with this in music, probably because of our exposure. With stand-up, you have to have something prepared. It has to, it has to be good. Mm-hmm. Whereas in improv, what, you, what, what the good thing is, is you doing what you're doing. You're making it up. You don't have to come with anything prepared. With music, like... Yes, I, I could I could if I wanted to I could I could get however many songs you play in an open mic and go to an open mic and play songs. Um, and I want to be a singer, but I don't like sound of my voice, and it's just like that's the thing that's stopping me is like that not being good, my prepared material not being good, mm. and I feel like that's the anxiety I couldn't handle, which is which be not like um, messing up on stage because I think again being an imp- being being on on stage in front of. Uh, eight people and seven of them are performers who are waiting to do their set, like at the refinery. Yeah, yeah. Um, or even at an open mic night when everyone else is waiting. Everyone's waiting. Up. But it's like with that, it's like in the it's dead and like I'm not like we're not doing a good job. It's just like I, I get I get that because it fuels me later. Obviously, it sucks in the moment and it is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But like, I think that's the difference. Is like with I want to be I, there. And at least half the episodes of this are me saying, I'm going to do an open mic one of these days. Dude, I'll bring you to an open mic. You need to bring me. Absolutely. One, cla- one classes are over because my favorite open mic night is on Tuesdays. Yeah. And I haven't been in a while because I've had classes, I've and had practices. practices, I've had something on Tuesdays. But my favorite open mic night is at, uh, on Tuesdays. And so I'll totally, classes are done next week. I'll take you fucking two weeks from now. After, wait, let me have a show. 
Don't two we? weeks. So not next week, but the week after. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. Because I want to get back out, too. And to like go back to what you were saying about not liking your voice, I was in the exact same position. Whereas when I first started playing, I was playing with my friend where he nat- like naturally has a better voice than I do. And I kind of adapted more of a lead guitar role to mm-hmm. like compensate. So like if he sings a little better, I should play a little better. Or mm-hmm. I should like I should concentrate more on playing this stuff. And like I would do great backup harmonies or or at least match what he's playing. And then so when he moved away, I was like, oh shit. Well, I guess I'm done singing. And I went in like probably a year or so of just like working on lead guitar, working on just playing better to when I got to this point where I was like, man, I haven't sang in a long time and I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And unless you're, I firmly believe unless you're tone deaf, you can teach yourself to sing. You're not going to be probably natural, like Adele or someone that can just belt and kill it. But you can, your voice and your like vocal cords are an instrument that you can tune. Just find like pitches that you work well into mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to say I'm like a fantastic singer by any stretch, but yeah, I've like at least done it enough that I find things I'm comfortable doing. I've like worked around like difficulties I've had. And so it's to the point now where most importantly, it's fun. Mm -hmm. I don't play because I, I would love to get paid to do it, but I don't have like dreams of getting big and playing Mm -hmm. music. It just doesn't, seem realistic or honestly that enticing but it's something that's very fun to do and so i'm just encouraging you to keep pushing through with that because the whole just not pushing and not doing that just because you don't like the way you sound is just not worth it in the end when you can get to a place i promise you where you would like how you sound Mm -hmm. and that's ultimately what matters like that's the beauty about open mic nights is like yeah, you kind of want to sound good, but really, who gives a shit? Yeah. It's about just playing for people, but mostly for yourself. It's just getting feedback is nice, but playing for other energy is nice, too. And just it's so much different than playing in your room. Even if you don't care about what any of those people think, it's still nice to play for someone. Yeah. I remember one time, um, and just, I guess I don't want to jump into another story. It's awesome, oh, and I really, I really do want to do that. Um, you I, will in two weeks, dude. It's like, <laughs> <clears throat> I remember one time Ryan was, uh, well, I was hanging out with Ryan, and I had my was like put moving my book, and like uh, I was like play me a song, and I so I played him a song, and like he didn't have any reaction. I think that was like one of the things. I was just like, well, because I felt like I killed it. What song was it? It was. Um, have you ever heard of uh, Rocky Vallado? Uh-uh. You'd love him. He's a, mostly acoustic. Um, it was Makers. No. Yes. No, yes. Um, I'm trying to remember. It, it, was, it was a really good Rocky song. I love Rocky. My friend Matthew showed him to me. Um, not Matthew Forehand. Um, you have more than one Matthew friend? In my middle. What? Place. Yeah, I know. He's, he's pretty pissed about it. Math- Matthew's pretty pissed about it. Which one? Did you say that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think they know about each other. Um, but yeah, I, 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 yeah, it, it, you're right. It's when I'm talking about playing songs you're comfortable with. There's plenty of artists that I can't. I know I can't replicate. Again, you can't you replicate, have, but you can you turn change. it into your own style. Yeah, change. Which change to my, my one of my favorite bands is Coheed and Cambria. There mm-hmm. is no fucking way I'm hitting those notes. But right. like, you can make it your own. Yeah, 
I did that actually did last night with a couple of Kings of Leon songs. I mm-hmm. Leon. Like it's like, what if I take this really fast song and just slow it down, just like strip that's some of nice the, too. The bonus chords and just like let's just let's just let's just play it slow. Yeah, dude. I heard this one advice that was to listen or to redo songs as if you've never heard them before. So like learn the chords or learn the key or anything. Make make up. Just use the lyrics and like make them your own as if that is your song mm-hmm. and see what comes out. Yeah, it was actually a lot of fun. I want to do it again. I'm like I have kind of a cough, so I'm like trying to try to keep my voice like cool. Kit, like don't sing too much because if I try to, I like, get like one minute in. And I'm Yo, like, man, that cough has been persistent for like over a month. <laughs> I know. I don't know what to do. I need to figure something out. A Z pack or something, but like yeah. Z pack in that for smokers? No, that's like antibiotics. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I need to get that. You think you have a Z patch? Oh, is that a thing? No. Oh my god! Was, <laughs> what the fuck? Let's let's get on it now. <laughs> oh, there's that cough. Jeez, yeah. you, it you hurt it. Every like, fucking, don't talk about the Z patch. Every fucking <laughs> since I was sick. Yeah. It's 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 been the worst. It's been the worst. I hate it. I, yeah, I don't know. I have to sing like quiet songs. Hmm. You did a city in color song. I really liked. I loved. I love Dallas Green. Me too. That guy is just. He's someone that. I don't listen to too much of his stuff, but. Super inspiring with like the simplicity he's able to do, but still just like he writes songs that if I wrote it, I would hate it. But, like, the fact that he wrote it and also sounds like an angel's fart, like, <laughs> it just, it's so good. And so, like, that is a couple of my favorite bands, man. They write songs that are so simple that I just can't wrap my head around it. I'm like, where's all the transitions? Where's all the the like, the like the crazy stuff? How do you just mm-hmm. write that? And it sounds so good. I can't do it. The one song I wrote... The chords are, you can, if you, like, looked at the chords and compare them to, like, a Rocky song, they're not, like, in the same order, but, like, he, he uses, like, F and G and, like, C and, like, a lot of, like, C transitions. Mm-hmm. Like, C7 and A, A, or A minor 7. And, like, that's all in the song, the first song I ever wrote. Oh, yeah. And then the next one, I was like, I have to get away from that. So I picked E, and then I was like, let me just find a random chord, like, so I just lowered the fingers, like, two of the fingers and, like, made, like, this, like, uh... Uh, D like the opposite I can't think of the chord but the opposite of a D like up high mm-hmm. and it, uh, it was just like yeah this works and like it worked out and it's just like oh, how, but, but like how do they do it and make it sound so good I and then like lyrics and then like the structure oh, kill them that's one of the wor- I think it's one of the worst things is being in so inspired by some artists but also like think like when you hold yourself to that level and also that was uh, that was something I talked about a lot <clears throat> when I was first starting trying to write songs is like I listen to music way longer than I've been playing and like I have a standard and I'm I'm not going to meet that standard mm, as a creator. Yeah. And so like that was one of the things <clears throat> start listening to shittier music. <laughs> pretty much. Or it, it, actively try to like let 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 myself write cringy songs. So like there was mm-hmm. there was a line get them out yeah I'm, I'm not I've I've said this on the show before not that like everyone anyone's listening every episode I don't remember which one it was there was a line originally and it's it's not in the song anymore but it was like I'm addicted to you and I was just like 
that's stupid. But also, like, I'm not going to stop my flow right now. Like, writing, I'm going to let, let it stay and change it later. And it was just, like, part of the whole process. It was just like, let, let it be shitty and create something and then, like, work on it being less shitty the next time you create. That, that's the goal. And you just kept going on with it. And then I, 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 as soon as I was done, like, I fleshed out the rest of the lyrics and the chords. And I'm like, okay, first things first, you're gone. Something better, and of course, I found something incredibly better. I'm addicted better. to you. I it was the end of the chorus. I main vein your name. <laughs> main vein. What does that mean? A main vein your name, like shooting, shooting out their name. <laughs> is, that, is that a lyric from one of your songs? No, I just it's a new lyric for the end of your song. <laughs> I have it. I have it on record now. I main vein your name. Main. God. <laughs> So stupid. <laughs> I feel like that would be a fun thing to do. Just write like the cringiest line possible because I feel like we'd be good at it, dude. Yes, I actually wanted when I had asper- when I had like a lot of motivation when I was in school and I was just busting out work all the time. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to make all this music, and I wanted to utilize social media, like specifically Reddit for putting out promo videos for it, but acting like the like biggest idiot and like every week hyping this thing up to the point where people are like, I totally want to see what this dweeb's about to put out there. And then when you finally do, it's your actual stuff. And I was thinking of like the worst get up and outfit to wear and just be like, Hey guys, just remember three weeks dropping that hot, hot album. Make sure you check it out. Um, yeah, you know, uh, uh, um, yeah. Yeah, it'd just be so stupid. And then when I actually like release it, be like, "All right, guys, this is what it is." Uh, uh, uh. That'd be fun. That'd be a fun, like little thing. Yeah, it went, it went nowhere. Wait, you actually did that? No, no. But the, the, oh, idea, the idea, the idea went nowhere. You still have it though. It's not going. That idea's not going anywhere. You're gonna, you're gonna do it one day. Maybe. I need to release fucking music first. I've I've been so bad at it. I, this weekend was the first weekend I recorded something in the longest time. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, you have a red telly? Yes. I, think I love that. It's so nice. I love it. I got it from my uncle. It used to have a bunch of signatures of famous guitar players on it. Rubbed it, off? Oh, rubbed off in playing. I was just young and just didn't even understand significance of getting things sealed. But after like I rubbed it off through playing my dad was like honestly it probably means more that you actually used it than if you hung it up on the wall and like never touched it yeah right so yeah i i agree i feel like that's way cooler i don't remember any, i remember one of the people one of the persons one Slash. of the yes <laughs> no it was a guitar player for boston it's the only one i remember really yeah okay i know the intro to a boston song that's it no, I know the intro to the song Boston by Augustana. That's Do you what know I know. know Boston? That's crazy. I don't know really Boston. I, I think I might know more than a feeling, but like those are like easy chords, I think. Oh, nice. I don't know how to play any Boston. Yeah. Oh, I've heard of Boston. Okay, I was about to say. No, I, I got it mixed up because I, I know the intro to the song Boston. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, I've had a Boston cream before. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched Boston sports. None of their themes are called Boston, but whatever. <laughs> My boss is on a sports team. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I live in the same country as Boston, so like, it's we're basically the same place. I've been to Boston. I actually like it. Yeah, and I've heard two things. It's fun. I want to go back, and I went to Florida in August, and I was getting a beer at the bar at the airport, and this 
girl was getting a beer next to me. We started talking, and she said she was from Roanoke, and she was going to Boston. And she drove to Richmond specifically because they did $60 flights to Boston. And I was like, bullshit, they do. And then my mom said the same thing. I was... Where are these $60 flights? In my mind, that was gospel. $60 flights to Boston. So I've been planning a Boston trip for so long, and then I was looking up flights. I was like, where are these things? They don't exist? I don't know, or like I don't know if I'm looking in the wrong places. I would love to go to Boston if for sixty bucks, sixty bucks, dude, I'd go the weekend. every weekend. <laughs> yeah, right. It'd be so great, um, dude. That'd be fun. It's like an eight hour drive, not worth a weekend trip, but you know, quit probably yeah. like an hour and a half flight. The eight hour drive is the weekend trip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jesus, I've never been to Boston. I had a friend who lived there for a while. They said they loved it. I didn't even really get to experience it that much because I went because my I lived with two people that had, that dated, and then the girl mo- moved to Boston to go to Emerson, and we went up there to like see her once, and I was like third wheeling hard, and so I got to like see like kind of cool stuff and do stuff, but I really wanted to like roam around and romp around in the night, but <laughs> city. <laughs> I should go. I should just go to Boston. I don't know. There's so many. Growing up on the west side of the United States, there's it's just so many like cities I never got to go to. Mm. I grew up in southern U- southern Utah. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah, that's on my area code four through five. Your license plate's Texas too. Yeah, there's a lot of shit weird shit of places I've been. <laughs> um, so we're about done. All right. Uh, I have well, I like to end the show. You've been away. You've been in, in my room for about an hour. I'm. You've been pretty good about keeping it here. <clears throat> Some people are a lot nosier, which is fine. I've wanted to look around. Yeah, but like you've been a good conversationalist. Okay, fair. Um, so I use the word weird loosely. It's totally up to you to define it. Um, but I like to kind of give make it's it's been a consistent thing um, with like having people do it, and it's like it kind of gives context of where we are because it's a very weird room. There's a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. No, um, no roof. So what's the weirdest thing in my room? The weirdest thing in your room. Oof. There's a lot of shit to choose from. I will veto your first two decisions if they've been said before, because I want to bring new things. Yeah, yeah. Take out what people have already said. There's a lot. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to say that, because if there's, like, a weird thing, I want people to know about it. But what's your two vetoes? Are you saying the first thing, two things I say you're going to veto? The first two things you say, if they've been said before. Okay, fair. Um, it's not really that weird of a room. It's just got some weird stuff. It's got a lot of things. That's also, the stuff is really unrelated. Yeah. So you, and you're very much a, a tack onto the wall kind of person. Just toss it up. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, I mean, some, some, some of it was a little more like, let's roll, like the flags were originally like, a lot, of, a lot of, of flags, a lot of football stuff. Yeah. I wore three of those helmets in actual sports games. I don't think this is the weirdest, but I want to know context behind the WWE belt. No one's picked that. Can you believe that? Dude, it looks like the size of a toddler. Like <laughs> It's like a baby wrestling belt. <laughs> the context is I was at Saison after a 101 class, and we were talking about wrestling belts. And I was like, There's, they're impossible to find, like a, a Goodwill or something. And then that week, uh, my friend Louie found one at a thrift store and bought it for me. It was a dollar. 
It looks like it was a dollar. <laughs> For anyone looking at it, this thing is like does it go around? This thing is like seven inches <laughs> long. No, it's um, it's yeah. like fifth place belt. <laughs> no champion is getting this belt. That's for sure. Uh, what else? What else we got here? You have a uh, Behringer Strat covered in stickers. I was looking more at the. He has this little cloth piece of a bunch of sumo different wrestling. sumo wrestling positions. That has been picked, but I'll go something. Uh, I, we had a Japanese exchange student uh, when I was when I first moved to Richmond. I lived in Fashion for two months, and then I moved to Richmond. Um, we had a Japanese exchange student, and uh, he gave me that. Okay, well, that makes sense then. If you just bought that on your own. And just put it up, that'd be weird. <laughs> My tassels are hanging up on it like a, you know, graduated. Some stuff. I had to double check on tassels, see what you're talking about. Man, I'm telling you, like, there's not a lot of weird stuff in here. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't see uh, that. Probably the weirdest. I just spotted it. <laughs> he, I saw you spot it, too. You're, you're like, you make smile like fell. <laughs> he has a box that looks like you would buy at Costco of just chips. 54 bags of chips. <laughs> classic mix. We got Lay's Classic. We got Sour Cream and Onion, Barbecue, Cheetos, Doritos, Cool Ranch Doritos, and Fritos. My mom bought me those from Costco. <clears throat> yeah, it's totally a mom gift. Uh, it's, it's not totally weird if it was, like, in the kitchen or in a pantry. Well, but the fact so that real it's like, quick, so I have this giant bag of <laughs> chips. I have, if you look down, I have this big box of cheeses and these things with M&Ms. My roommate will eat them if I leave them out. Oh, you have a roommate. Okay. How do you not eat? Yeah. Okay. If I have a roommate, then it's like the weirdest thing for sure. I have a roommate. This hidden box of chips. Yeah. Well, the thing <laughs> is, it's like he does. He, he's he's a great, he's a great roommate. But like, how do you not like? It's a it's a bag of chips. It's a tiny little bag of chips. Although one time he did he did I had a bag of those chips, just like a regular bag. He to eat, eat the whole thing. Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> I've never had the audacity. Like I've lived with so many people, and it's mm-hmm. like I didn't buy something. I just. What's weird is that's the only time he's done anything like that. I mean, we've both been shitty about, like, doing dishes and shit and, like, taking the garbage out. He's only eaten one bag of chips, so now you hoard all of your chips. <laughs> you can't get one bag. No other food, but you just keep all, <laughs> all your fucking chips. chips. Yeah, left <laughs> everything else out there. Oh, he also drinks my milk. He's a big milk drinker. All right, if there's milk, it's gone. Good lord. What do you, do you use up of any, you use his shampoo or something? Like? I, you, I think he uses some of my, my bath products, but I don't really care about that. It's whatever. Um, I use his, he, he bought this tub of margarine six okay. months ago and I've been using that. Okay. And it's about half gone. <laughs> so I've used like, I think I might be the only one who uses it too. That's it. He doesn't even notice. He doesn't even notice. Or he's <laughs> just sneaking in and stealing <laughs> chips out of this box. You know, all the, uh, all the sour cream money ones are gone. I know I only had two of those. So. <laughs> Oh, that's lies. You got one left, buddy. Um, Yes. Feel free to take any bag you want except for that one. Oh, is that your partying gift? It is. You notice it. It is. It is right next to my chair. Yeah. Shoved against the wall. It was behind the chair. And the way I had the chair really set up, it was still kind of behind it to where you couldn't see it. But then you're like... So if your roommate popped in, you wouldn't just immediately notice it. It's like, I smell chips. I smell, I smell chips. <laughs> you behind those chips? <laughs> Where are the chips? <laughs> I smell chips. You know we can't have chips in the house, but I don't have some. <laughs> Where are the chips? Uh, yeah, so 
I guess I'm going to pick that as my weirdest. The only other thing I was going to pick was the Pink Ranger toy. Yeah, that's that, the, that, that, that is, that's my pick. I found that. The obviously. box, oh, was the box smashed open yeah. like that? It was weird. It was like, um, because it's like, you, if you look at it, it's fully intact. It, yeah, like, it's still in the package and everything. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was like, I got I, I to gotta find something cool to do with this. Karate so, kicking Kimberly. <laughs> Her weapon is a cell phone, by it, the way. Is it really? <laughs> it's a fucking phone. Oh my god. It's a gun in her fucking holster. If, you, look, if, you, if you open it up, look. Oh, in the actual package. In the actual package. Oh, okay, okay. That picture looks, it like, looks a like a cell phone. Like, I gotta text you to death. You know, no, like, she doesn't need a weapon because she's karate kicking yeah, everyone. Um, I, I feel like there's something like, cool I can do with that, but I don't know what it is yet. So I just like brought it inside. I'm like, well, I, I own this now. This was like... This was just outside my, on my stoop. Just, like, on, no, in, I'm on, telling you, this was a punishment for some kid. Yeah. What kind of kid would have the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? There's, there's got to be a year on that box. I'm not, okay, maybe not a kid. He was 34, but his mom was like, you're not you're not getting out of my apartment. I'm kicking what? karate kicking Kimberly like, this out of this place. OGS. Dude, that thing's from the 90s Fuck. for sure. 1994. Boom. 1994. And you found it how long ago? Two, two three weeks ago. Someone's looking for it. If that box wasn't destroyed, I bet that thing would be expensive. Something. I also like how she's like gagged. She's gagged, yeah. <laughs> for sure. I was like, I'm going to leave that for now. I'll figure it out later. Um, great. Very weird. Uh, very weird object, things. though. All on this side, too. Absolutely. Cool. Well, I leave it on the guys of the guests to say goodbye. So to say goodbye. Uh, goodbye. Thank Bye. you for having I like how I looked at the microphone. Like as a, if there was like yeah, right? confirmation. Bye. Like, See you later. Goodbye, microphone. Goodbye, microphone. Thank you for listening. <laughs>